You're listening to a podcast from Burley Heads Church of Christ, from Burley Heads on the Gold Coast. For those that are married. And I'm just mostly speaking to the men in the room, I'll be honest. And you look at your calendar at the end of the day. And, well, sorry, I've already spoiled the end bit of this, so that was helpful, Steve. I'm um, talking to myself. Um, uh, let's pretend I didn't say it's your anniversary. But you look at your calendar at the end of the day. Busy day at work. It's late. And you look and you see in the calendar something small written there that you wrote a year ago. And you guessed it. Spoiler. It's your anniversary. The shops are closed. And so with little time, your wife is blessed with her fourth best favourite chocolate bar from 7-Eleven <laughs> and some flowers that look like they were last on the shelf. And so if she knows that you've put little energy and time, maybe forgotten, she knows not to give or get her hopes up, right? If time, energy hasn't been put into the gift. Notice I didn't say just money, resource. That, that can buy a gift, but you can get, do a lot without money if you have time and energy to think about the gift. And so does the giver have time, energy or resource? That's a good indicator whether you get your hopes up. The second one, does the giver know you well? That's a question to ask yourself. My dad, this Christmas, was telling me the story. He, he brought a, um, a bathroom ceiling fan to suck up the moisture and a heating lamp. And he went up to the trade store and bought it. And the guy scanned it this Christmas and said, oh, it's on sale. Merry Christmas. And he said, great. My wife will love this. <laughs> my wife's going to love this. And uh, the guy stared at him. I was, this is pretty witty. The guy stood there for a moment, looked at my dad, looked at the ceiling fan. <laughs> he goes, I reckon you look like you've been married long enough to know that's not a good idea. <laughs> and he goes... He goes, yeah, but it'll be a great stocking filler. And so, <laughs> if someone hasn't thought about you, doesn't know you well, um, there's a good chance you don't get your hopes up, right? Um, I read, uh, Mez actually found some stuff. I'm trying to find the list here. Classic examples of people not knowing well. Um, does a given know you well? Listen to this. These are some lists on some worst gifts given. Uh, a Weight Watchers book and self-help book for an 11-year-old. Uh, that, that was her writing this. A ceramic skull ashtray. And the notes were, I don't smoke. Um, a bottle of barbecue sauce. And this one I laughed because the person said, I've never mentioned that I like sauce. So that's all right, but I've never had strong feelings towards sauce. I suspect they just grabbed it from the pantry. Um, this one was funny. My mum got me peanut dispenser. I have allergies. And someone got a used gift card for $20 with only $1.25 left on it. <laughs> and so most of those come down to simply not knowing the recipient well. If the giver doesn't know you, don't get your hopes up. And then the third thing, and this is kind of obvious, but it's important. Does the giver like you? <laughs> it's important. It might seem obvious, but if, if you've ever been part of a work secret Santa and that colleague of yours that you don't get on well with gets you. And you just know then and there that zero time and energy, zero thought, they don't know you, you don't get your hopes up if they don't like you. They won't put the effort in. There's a couple of tips for you this Christmas 
to know whether you get your hopes up or they're going to be let down. And I guess on a deeper note, deeper than that bit of fun around gifts, 2018 has been a year where, I, from what I hear, many of us have forgotten to get our hopes up or how to get our hopes up. Just look at how strange the world is at the moment. The biggest military superpower in the world has a reality celebrity for their president. We can't figure out who our prime minister is as it changes every day. We don't have hope in anything, anyone. It just changes. We flick, we change. Statistically, people in the West, uh, according to surveys done, claim to have more but are less happy each year. Don't know how they measure it, but the surveys go out and research tells us we're claiming to be less happy. Claiming to less have less hope as we look around and don't quite understand what on earth is going on. We don't have anywhere to place our hope in. And so we don't get our hopes up in fear of being let down. If you look at the same list I just used according to our culture, no wonder. Listen to this. Our culture worships busyness. That's why when we go, how are you? We go busy. Like we're proud of that. How are you? I'm busy too. We worship it. So no one has time, energy or resources for each other so we don't get our hopes up in relationship. As spoke about Christmas Eve, if you're here, social media, photoshopped culture, no one really connects anymore and so no one knows each other truly. We only know the highlight reel. So we don't get our hopes up. And in such a politically correct climate, the only time we seem to talk to people online or offline is when we agree to disagree on something. Or we share a common thing we don't like. So barely anyone gets on or can actually sit down and have a conversation. And few experience, few more and more, few experience true friendship and community. And so we don't get our hopes up. On a deeper level, most of society, as they move into 2019, are not getting their hopes up in lots of different areas. Not just gifts, in lots of different areas. So that's the unfun part of my Christmas message. Because I want to talk about one more gift as I finish off this morning. One gift this morning. A thing that happened 2,000 years ago. Anyone want to guess? Baby Jesus. Baby Jesus. The greatest Christmas gift. The first Christmas gift. The very gift that splits our calendar in two before that gift and after that gift. The very first Christmas. God in human form sent into the chaos and mess of the time, born into a stable. Question though, and I reckon this is a simplistic question, but such an important question. This is the difference, I reckon, this question, whether you turn up just Christmas Day to church, and I get that, or you would seek to come more. The question is, or you'd seek to at least explore more. The question is, is baby Jesus, is the first Christmas, is that a good gift? Because if it's good, then you're going to use it and it's going to be a part of your life. And if it's not, it'll feel out of distance. So let's use my test this morning. Is it 
a good gift. So the first question, does the giver have time or energy or resource? It says in Isaiah 40, 28 to 31, as it speaks about the Father God, do you not know, have you not heard, the Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired or weary. And his understanding no one can fathom. He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Even youths grow tired and weary. Even young people, even my son at some point will stop yelling daddy. They grow tired and weary and young men stumble and fall. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. Those that hope on the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. God is the source of all resources. He is the source of time, energy and resource. He is above all and in all. He is unlimitedly, unlimitedly resourced. And so that's not an issue. When it comes to his provision, when it comes to his resource. So that's a tick. The first tick on my measuring stick on if we get our hopes up. So church this morning, Christmas Day, get your hopes up. If you know Jesus, get your hopes up. There's nothing too big that God can't face. There's nothing too small and messy that he doesn't know about. Which brings me to my next question. Does the giver know you well? Does the giver know you well? Luke 12, 7 says this, Indeed, the very hairs of your head are all numbered. Don't be afraid. Luke 12, 7. That's a nice thought. But I reckon we want more than that. I reckon as humans we want more than that. That's great that God knows some facts about me, but does he know me? Does he know what 2018 was like for me? Does he know the joys and the struggles? Does he know the joys of Friday afternoon and the struggles of Monday morning? Is he there with me? Does he understand? Or is he just a guy that lit the match and then faded off and let the universe run? Or is he a part of it? Well, the proof of that is found in Christmas. A God that wasn't distant, a God that didn't light the match and just walk off, a God that came into the mess. We spoke about this Christmas Eve. One of the darkest nights politically in the world. One of the craziest nights. Roman government oppressing. The Jews kind of having their space but having a king that wasn't their king. Extremely poor. A refugee, a Middle Eastern refugee family running for their lives. Have a baby in the back of an alley, a, a stable, a cave. God positioned himself straight into the mess. And so he knows you. He knows what it's like to be human. And he knows even that thing you think he doesn't know, he knows. Even that win you had this year, he knows. He celebrated with you. And so that ticks that one off that church, Christmas Day, if you know Jesus, get your hopes up. Get your hopes up. He's not just here for your Christmas Day. He's here for you Monday morning. He wants to be part of your life. He knows what it's like and he actually wants to transform and change 
your life, starting now. Get your hopes up. And then the last one. Does the giver like you? My fear, and I guess this has been my problem for most of my life, I really had no problem, each are different, believing there's a God. It's too crazy. The world is too intricate to not know that someone designed it and someone was a part of that process. Then I have no problem knowing that God could be a part of my life or at least know me. Big problem is, if someone truly knows me, not just my Facebook profile, which will now feature a cat mask, (laughs) does he actually like me? Does he actually want to know me? Does he actually love me? And that's the last on our list of if it's a good gift. And this is how we know, church. The baby grew up. He didn't just come and do an undercover boss episode and come and walk amongst us to see what we were doing. He knew. He came to die on our behalf. Something about this message seems strange if you don't know, if you're not part of church, if you're not a a follower of Jesus, that may seem strange. But something in you also knows that's how it's meant to go. It's why every second movie has that narrative. It's in our bones. It's why Harry Potter has to die. It's why Avengers 4, my guest, sorry, spoiler. Every second movie has this narrative because we know that for us to be right, something had to give. And Jesus grew up and he gave that sacrifice. While we are still sinners, while we are still in the mess, Christ died for us. That is how you know, church, he loves you. He wants you back at the family table. He wants you back at the Christmas table. He wants you back. He loves you. God knows you. And, and, and despite that, he loves you. And so I don't think the slide is going to come up according to that noise. Maybe it is. Church, say it, say it with me. Get your hopes up. Now say it like you haven't woken up at 2am this morning in Christmas gifts. Get your hopes up. One more time. Just That was pretty good. I have no criticism. But one more time. Get your hopes up. Very nice. Thank you. Under the Christmas tree this year is a gift in the form of Christ. The gift that has unlimited power resource to give you life. The gift knows you. He has walked in your shoes and he knows the joy and the sorrows of life. The divine, the creator also likes you, loves you. He wants to be involved. He wants to change and move and transform your life. He wants to give you a hope amongst what on earth is going on in 2007, 18 and into 19, in amongst the chaos and mess and confusion, he wants to give you a hope. Get your hopes up. Any other gift won't fully suffice. The one gift that you can get your hopes up on is Jesus. If you're not sure how that plays out, come and have a chat to me. I can tell you my own testimony, I won't now, where... It was a time in my life I came to accept that it is the number one gift and is the best thing I ever did personally. Church, get your hopes up this Christmas because you have the best gift possible. 
Let's pray. And we're going to sing one more song really loudly. And then we're going to go off to our various Christmas events. And I might open this up. And if kids want to quickly check with their parents, if they can have a candy cane, there might be some in there. So we'll see. Let me pray. Father God, thank you so much that you are a good gift giver, the best. Father, there's no question you're resourced. No question you have the time and energy. There's no question you know us, the good, the bad and the ugly, Lord. And there is no question through Jesus and what he did on the cross that you love us, that you even like us.